All right, before I tell you who's on this week's episode of That's Enough Already, just a quick note, the borders are open between Australia and New Zealand, and I'm doing shows in Australia. I've got a tour coming up right through May. It starts in May and then onwards, you know, till death do us part. And I start off in Brisbane, but there's shows in Sydney, Newcastle, Perth, Melbourne, Gold Coast, Adelaide, Canberra, Narrawarren, and Darwin. Go on my website, ursulacarlson.com, for any details or on livenation.com.au. You'll find all the details. Or just, you know, Google it, keep your eye out. It's all on my social media anyway. Uh, I'm also doing a return show in the New Zealand Comedy Festival for all the rage, and that is on the 9th of May at the Bruce Mason Centre. So get your tickets if you don't have it already. Let's uh, let's start off this whole, you know, theatre, going out, seeing other people thing again now that we can. So on this week's episode, I've got Deanne Smith. Now, they've not only been a really good friend of mine, but is also an amazing stand-up comedian. If you are passionate about stand-up comedy, which why would you not be, you would have seen some of these stuff. Um, do yourself a huge favour. Go follow them on Twitter, Deanne underscore Smith. Well worth a follow. Well worth, you know, just looking up all the stand-up you can get. So strap in. We're going to discuss a little bit of everything. Um, and it was really early in the morning for one of us and not so much for the other one, but both of us in our pyjamas. Here you go. Shh, that's quite enough. Just stop. Just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Zip it. Shush, please. Uh, 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 yes, I can hear. Calm down, mate. But I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So you're in Vancouver. Yeah. That's where you live? You've always lived there? What do I think no. you're American? I am, um, well, I grew up in upstate New York, but I started comedy in Canada in Montreal. And then I lived in Toronto for a long time. Then in 2020, I finally uh, moved to the United States of America, which was a horrible time to move to the United States of America. Yeah, um, like yeah. some would say the worst. Yeah, some would say the worst. And um, yeah. so I scooted back out of there right before the election. In um, the end of October, I moved to Vancouver. So... Let me ask you this. How do you identify Canadian or American? I mean, both, really. The, 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 when I first started coming over to Australia, they called me Canadian on my first ever TV show. And so I didn't even know how to handle it. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like so yeah. bewildered to be on TV that I was like, yeah, all right. So that rumor yeah. got started. And then I realized I didn't mind. And as soon as, as was it 2016, then you really didn't mind. Then you're oh, like, then I, oh, yeah, oh, well, yeah, I mean, it was, two th- it was like... Uh, in the George Bush years, when I moved out of the United States, um, I was like, fuck this place. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I can't say I have like a, you know, a deep well of feeling for it, but I did grow up educated in quotes in the American system. So um, you're traveling on an American passport. I am until that Canadian citizenship comes through. Fingers yeah. crossed it's on the way. Might, might soon you'll find someone to marry. Uh, and you'll get that. I mean, we probably shouldn't talk about that if that ever comes up in a, um interview. Later in the immigration interview where they come back to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And replay this over and over while you're sitting in a dark room with a torch in your eye. After I've married a, a, a New Zealand man. And they're just like, no, <laughs> we've always been in love. <laughs> this is how I reckon it should work in a perfect world. You should be able to identify as whichever country, like I identify as a Kiwi. 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or actually, it's bigger than that because then I go, I lived in the States for a while, lived in the UK for a while. So I sort of, you know, I'm sort of a citizen of the world. That's how I identify, right? Mm -hmm. But of course, I've only got the one passport, so I have to stick with that. But I reckon they should make it, however, because that'll make, that'll clear up the whole refugee thing. We won't have refugees struggling to get into countries, you know, if if you're coming over and you go, I identify as Australian, then you just live in Australia. I like this. This seems smart. But then you, you can identify as a citizen of the world like me, but then the downside is you don't get to vote in any election and you're not allowed to complain, which will be a massive drawback for me as a comic. Cause I yeah, just that's really bitch. difficult. That's yeah, really then difficult. you're like, damn it, I'm going to have to lock a country in just so I can bitch and complain about it. It is annoying, like... um. I, I move around a lot um, yeah. and it's, I'm not even trying to, I'm not that restless. It's just, it's what life demands or I, I don't really, yeah, I don't have a strong affinity for a certain place. And, um, but like just everything is so focused on borders. I could say that borders in general shit be like, I'm, I moved back to Canada and I had to get, you know, a new cell phone number, a new driver's license, a new healthcare card, like all this bureaucratic bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, don't you understand, man? Borders are a construct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but honestly, it, it'll solve a lot of shit if we just go, okay, you know, you're a grown-ass adult. Here's my identification card. Yeah, I'm Dean yeah. Smith, and that's all you yeah. need to know. <laughs> honestly, yeah. what more do you need? No, the, I would rather want to know the shit that irritates you. That is more important. That's the thing that's going to make you flip. Right. Like I'm of an age now where they're building across the road from me. Mm -hmm. It's Sunday morning. It's motherfucking Sunday morning. And I can hear them there already. It's eight o'clock on a Sunday morning and you can hear them. And you know when someone's trying to build quietly? <laughs> <laughs> That's so frustrating. How, is it, what kind of construction is it? Is it going to take forever? No, probably not because it's uh, high density housing. They're putting up townhouses. Because mm. we've got a, and it's the same everywhere. We've got a housing crisis. Again, the same thing. Every country thinks their country is a drinking culture. You know, that <laughs> we all binge drink. I've never lived in a country where they didn't think the the people of the country were binge drinkers. And and I've never lived somewhere where they, they didn't have a housing crisis or kids going hungry to school. This is a human condition. It's not specific to your fucking country. Mm -hmm. But the, And, and the, every country thinks they say, yeah, no, nah, or yes, no, maybe, you know. <laughs> like that thing is unique. Like, <laughs> literally every country says that. And, and I've, I know that saying in about six different languages, you know. But yeah. that's the thing that people cling to. Like, oh, we're so quirky. We can't even decide if it's a yes or a no. Like, I will say, though, having lived in California, California for all of 10 months, um, yeah. that California is like its own unique country. When it comes to binge drinking, there's definitely pockets of the U.S. that would be like, yeah, we drink hard, you know, but California would be more like, you know, we meditate hard, we drink kombuchas, we, you know, we have our spirulina smoothies. It's a, it's a totally different vibe. Okay. So do you remember how we met? Or where we met? I mean, it definitely would have been in Australia and it may yeah. have been the 2015 or no, 2014. before that. Okay, we okay. met in, I think, 2009 or 2010 no. in Adelaide, in Adelaide really? at a show called Titters. Mm. Yeah. Worst name on the planet for a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
at a comedy show, you don't want titters. You want belly laughs, right? Like you want a yeah. good relax, not a <laughs> <laughs> polite, yeah, a polite not, titter. Not, yeah. But then once I got there, I realized it's not about the laughter. It was the actual tits that we were that they were embracing. Once you saw the artwork for it and you saw it on the night, you're like, oh, this is about tits. It's not yeah. about um, so worst fucking name for a comedy show, but that was my first basically introduction to Australian comedy. So, you know, always thankful for that. But uh, that's where we met, backstage at one of those. And that's when why I thought you were Canadian. But anyway, so here's the thing. I see on your Twitter handle it says they, them. Oh, yeah. This is something that I get a lot, and I mean a lot, like at least at every show, because I go out to meet my audience, people will go, oh, I don't know, man, these people are identifying as something like, oh, it's such a fucking minefield. So I want to do a little role play because this is new <laughs> to me. So <laughs> let's, let's have this discussion. D, I see you prefer they, them pronouns. Um, that's new to me, obviously not new to you because you live with you. So good on you. If I fuck it up, can you just help me? Is that yeah, cool? Absolutely. It's Sweet. easy. I still fuck it up all the time. Do you yeah. see how we just did that? So that's all because people go, I don't know, man. Or, how do you even talk to these people? <laughs> um, <laughs> the number one thing to remember is don't be a fucking asshole. If you can remember not be a fucking asshole, you can ask questions and go, look, I don't understand. Yeah, there's definitely going to be missteps. I, I had a thing recently where um, I was holding on to this thing for like, I mean, well over a decade. I was at somebody's um, like celebration of their transition and yeah. um, I misgendered them in that moment, like in the celebration yeah. in front of everybody. I was like, we all love, th you know, this guy, she, I'm like, oh, fuck. And I felt so bad about it, but I just corrected it in the moment. That was it. But I had been hanging on to it as like the biggest so social blunder I'd ever made in my entire life. And then recently we talked and he was like, oh my God, I don't even remember it. And the amount yeah. of shit that other people said to me then, like if you're even trying, you're... Yeah. Ahead of the game, you know? See, that's the thing. It's like, just don't be, oh, is that, who's, oh, who's there? I have to get my little. What's her name again? Who's Rudy? Hi, Rudy. Of course. I met, I met Rudy in Montreal. Yes, I know. I remember. You remember me meeting your dog, but not you. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes with you everywhere. Pretty much. Yeah. It's good though, because it won't be lonely on the road. I was going to like justify why I always take my dog with me. I'm like, if what, why not? When you have yeah. a travel-sized dog, you take your dog. As a comic, you're alone 90% of the time on the road. Why the fuck would you not? If I could take my cat, because of course I can't take my dog, she's massive. But if I could take my cat with me or even the goldfish, I would. <laughs> I mean, that's the weird thing though, because we are alone so much. And so I have you know, experiences and memories of certain cities, certain places. And then I, I realize it's like, it's just me and Rudy, but it's like, I have yeah. these memories as if I was with another person, <laughs> but I can't be yeah. like, hey, Rudy, remember when we were in Cincinnati and how crazy that. <laughs> I remember when I just started staying home alone as a teenager, like 16, 17, and I'd be a alone, you know, at night. And I'd go, I'm petrified. Even if there's just the cat or the dog, you just literally need another heartbeat in the house yeah. to feel safe. You know, it's not a safety issue. It's just that I feel 
Like my heart is as alone as it can be. God, that's nice. <laughs> so, I feel like I just tapped into something. I need to get my therapist on the phone. Yeah. That was very poetic, though. Another heartbeat, just another heartbeat in the house. Yeah, yeah. I like this. Get, get one of those teddy bears that they put in the baby's cribs, you know, that sort of goes. Yes, you definitely said teddy bear, but for a minute I thought you said titty bear and it took me a second. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, that's fine too. <laughs> I, 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 I of, I'm on board with a teddy bear too. <laughs> I mean, I was like, what kind of newfangled uh, baby toys are they doing in New Zealand where it's like yeah. uh, the it's nursing real titty bear? T- Real tit heavy bear. <laughs> you, you buy this teddy bear and it's real fluffy at the back, but at the front it's real fleshy and, and real tit heavy, like two double Ds at the front. It sounds good, actually. <laughs> Listen, will you come back to Australia? I mean, I would have loved to set it up for what year are we in now? 2021. Um, yeah. But, you know, as you know, all those decisions have to be make, made usually in October of the year before. Yeah. And everything yeah. just felt so uncertain. I'm like, I don't think I can say. Have you done any um, time in quarantine? When we cross the border into Canada, Canada requires a two-week quarantine, 14 days. And yeah. nobody physically came to my house to check up on me, although they do tell you that they could. And they tell you that the the fine is um, could be $750,000. So they want you to take it very seriously. <laughs> um, but they called a few times to kind of just like check in. But it was cute because yeah. it felt like very Canadian. It wasn't check. It didn't feel like um, they were trying to penalize me for anything or catch me anything. It was just more like, so do you have everything you need? How's your mental health? We know that quarantine can yeah. be hard. And, you know, we just want to remind you that this is your day five or whatever. Yeah. No, I've done one of those. I did one okay. of those in Melbourne and mm. I was trapped in there for seven weeks. Whoa, 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 whoa. Seven? How did you pass your time? Uh, I did some writing, watched some shit. I finished pornography. I watched all the porn. <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right to the end. Like, did you discover the, some new like niche categories you didn't know you were into? You know what? No, because I'm not really into porn. But the thing that I find fascinating about porn is how much family stuff there is. It's like. Who's into that? The minute I see any family relation, I'm like, I couldn't, uh, daddy, mommy, step yeah. up. I'm like, no, uh, that's weird. I, I don't want to picture my own family in any you of those who, scenarios. Who's into that? Stepdads. I mean, that's the only <laughs> category of people I think that are, that's watching this. So, you heard it here first. The whole <laughs> porn industry kinds of fucking stepdads. <laughs> yeah. Hi. So I've known you now. Well, I've known you a few years, and I like I've never really seen you frazzled or pissed off. You know, like mm. I reckon you and I would be the yin and yang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that's like, what the fuck? And you're like, okay, man, let's just like. <laughs> I think that's a that's a relatively accurate read because I was I was trying to think of stuff to talk to you about. Yeah. And I'm like, I think in general, I do try to I do try to not get too annoyed by things. And it's not that I'm intrinsically not annoyed. I think maybe I'm so annoyed that I've learned to try to level things out and take things, yeah. just try to take things as they come a little more. You know, because you're so calm, you're so chill. Even I mean, I've seen you in situations where I go, now would be good. Now would be good. <laughs> <laughs> now would be a good time to fucking pop your lid, but not. Yeah, I wouldn't chill. say I'm chill in the way that I'm like I'm quite nervous and anxious, but that's like 
everything that's in my own mind. But when it comes to like yeah. other people, I do try to picture things from other people's point of view to a, to a yeah. point that's probably annoying. Like even the construction workers, like that would drive me crazy construction on a Sunday morning. But yeah. then probably my next thought would be like, Oh, I'm glad I'm not hammering at eight in the morning over there. Ugh, I wouldn't yeah. like to have that job. Uh, he probably doesn't want, you know, like I would yeah. take it there immediately. All this said, I did make quite a little list on my phone of things that annoy yes. me if you want to talk this about. Like, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's do it. What, what is the things, day that just absolutely shits you to death about other people? Um, I've noticed a trend where, you know, influencers or who want to be influencers or, you know, models, whatever, will post like a hot selfie, you know, clearly they want attention for that. But then the caption has is completely unrelated to the point that it's almost offensive. Like I'm talking about like someone in, you know, a bikini and a hot little shot. And it's like thinking about Martin Luther King Jr. today and the inequality in the world. And you're like, are you? Were you? Or the kind of hot picture, you know, and it's like all bodies are beautiful. And it's like the parentheses is like, especially my hot, um, societally acceptable 105 pound bikini body, you know, and I would go ahead and post pictures for attention. You, you're, you're young, you're hot, you want to get it. That's fine. But then don't mix it up with these like social movements that have nothing to do with the picture. That really drives me crazy. Have you seen this at all? Or am I pointing? I have. No, no, I have. You reminded me of something that shits me. And that's when, especially with breast cancer or other things, when companies like big, massive companies smear everything pink for a month and they're like (sighs) breast cancer awareness or, you know, or it'll be like, like if it's like a shampoo company or something that's like, be aware of breast cancer. And you're like, buddy, the ingredients in your products give people <laughs> cancer. Like, yeah, y- it's not enough to just like color everything pink for a month and say you're doing good. That drives me insane. Or one one cent of this, or they go, some of the profits of this will go to breast cancer. And when you look at it, it's like one cent. And you're like, why don't you take the one cent and shove it up your fucking ass? Exactly. Put it next to that micro trip. Yeah, yeah. It's a, <laughs> but it's the same with Pride Month. Everyone changes their logos to rainbow. Oh, my God. You're like, I know. You're like, actually, why don't you start fucking working from the bottom up? Like, we've got this rainbow tick um, where companies sort of you can apply to get the rainbow tick next to your logo but that is and then they send someone in to go investigate to make sure that there is diversity in your workplace and that people are being um you know sort of educated or I hate saying educated but that's mainly social media that have ruined that word um <laughs> you, know, <laughs> but of, you can't just like apply and be like we're gay friendly it's like it's, yeah it's no good. there's there's an actual panel that go in and go talk to the staff and make sure that everything is, you know, gay friendly and you don't just fucking get the tech. And then there's like a whole thing, you know, of course it's, it's, it's a gay tech. So, you know, it's a whole fucking ceremony and 14 drag queens show up at your work. Wow. That, I yeah. mean, that's interesting. It's, it's, yeah, it's just, all that stuff is so interesting because it is in many ways like progress, but mm. it's still annoying that that has to happen, right? Yeah. That it would have to be like, yeah, we treat everyone equally because, and we're yeah. special that way. That makes us different from other places. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're better. It's, it's like if you have kids, you get a badge to say, I don't beat them. Exactly. Yeah. Or people that go, you know, my kids are, are lucky, uh, you know, back in my day, like if you got three meals a day and a roof over your head, you should be lucky. It's like, no, bitch, you should do better than that. 
you choose to bring these people into this fucking world, you need to step up your game than just a few meals and fucking roof. <laughs> I know. <laughs> then the sad, like, that, okay, here's me being all empathetic again. It's like the sad thing is um, we are always progressing in that way, right? So the person that's yeah. like, well, at least I gave my kid three meals and a roof. You're like, oh man, what was your childhood like, <laughs> right? They had one meal and half a roof. And like, yeah. and their parents thought they were doing great because, yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, but it's, okay. it's like, you know, when you go... Now, when you talk to new parents, because I'm the old mom at school, like I'm literally the age of some of the other mums. Mums? Like, okay, no. I, sh- I shit you not. I was sitting next to this mom. She's got three kids. Her oldest is in my daughter's class. So we're sitting and she goes, oh my God, my mom is losing the plot. I think she's just getting old and she, you know, like she's just, maybe it's dementia. I don't know. She's And she's just bitching about her mom. And I kind of go, how old is she? And she goes, 44. <laughs> Her no, mom's 44. I'm older no. than her mum. Wow. I just got up and walked away. I'm like, I have nothing here. There's, you know. Dementia. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. your mom's crazy because you're fucking crazy. <laughs> you're driving her nuts. What else is on your list that shits you? Um, what do I have? I have, okay, this is something, and I don't have a, a recent example in mind because I haven't done anything in a year, but I'm sure if we kick this idea around, we'll come up with something. People who have a tiny bit of authority and yeah. love to wield that authority. So that could be, you know, someone in an airport that's in charge of checking yeah. something, you know, um, someone that is at the grocery store, maybe scanning your your points card or your loyalty card, the people who have like just the teeniest bit of authority and are inflexible about it. Yeah, no, but I totally, I totally agree. And you know what? And I I actually, I discussed this with a friend of mine the other day, like sometimes I'm at the airport and those people, um, you know, they go next, you know, sort of where you have to put your bag and then laptop out. They're always screaming. It's like, I I get it. Like you say the same thing over and over and over every day, but you know, you kind of signed up for this shit. This is your job, you know, but the amount of times you go, I can see obvious racism here, you know, like there's obvious foreign people in the queue and then they go, oh, take your laptop, you know, like they talk real slow or real condescending and you're like, I see your racism here. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to go into a room with a glove finger up my asshole looking for something, you know, Mm -hmm. because I've had that in the past where I've gone, can you just calm the fuck down? (laughs) <laughs> and then oh, 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 yeah. get in the x-ray machine. Like it just fucks up your whole day. And I, I know when you look at like the whole picture of, you know, we should speak up about racism, um, but I also don't want to miss my flight. So. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I mean, that is privilege. That is privilege. Um, but I would say those people can't win the people who are screaming at us about laptops and stuff there because I also, I get annoyed at that if they're overly harsh and unnecessary. Um, and I get annoyed if they're overly, fr- like the people who put on a big show of being like, hey, everybody, just don't forget. Like if they're overly friendly, that somehow annoys me too. The whole thing, the whole experience is just annoying. Um but I also imagine from their point of view, because you see idiot. I mean, there's just idiots everywhere. It would be so frustrating to, yeah. I mean, are they clocking eight hours? How long are they doing that job? I reckon it's like a 12 hour. Ugh. They're dealing with the same questions and the same type of idiot. Not even every hour. I mean, 
people, you know, every 10 minutes, there's probably somebody asking a question or unsure about something that they just had to explain to somebody else. I can see why they're like that now that we get that. Oh, yeah. not- I, mean, I, I get I get frustrated when, when, you know, you sort of have someone in front of me. And because I travel so much, I can literally, my shit jumps out of the bag by itself, you know. Like, oh, yeah, uh, me too. Everything is so, you just, boom, it's, it's in and like I can do. I reckon they should have like a, like a fast lane for people like us who are gold star travelers, just boom, boom, boom. No people questions. know what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's you know, belts or shoes or boom. I, I, yeah. I can do all of this shit. But then you have someone in front of you that go, then they take the plastic bag from the, you, you know, the minute they start looking for plastic bags, you're like, fuck, I'm going to be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and then, you know, always like, um, so I know it says water. I've got this eight gallon drum of orange juice. Is that all right? <laughs> no, <I'm> like, <laughs> you know, like, I don't have any liquids, but I do have this AK-47. Is that all right? You know. Like, I mean, ah! depends on where you are in the U.S., but probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. Are you going to into Texas, are you? <laughs> well, here's something we might disagree on then. It's like airplane related, but like I basically can't stand, <laughs> pretty much I say across the board, um, people who want to talk on the plane, because to me, it's just such a gamble. It's such a roll of the dice. Like I'll be somewhat unfriendly and I don't feel like an unfriendly person in general, but in that scenario, because I'm like, I don't know who you are. I don't know how long this is going to go on for. Yeah, I, I don't want to go down this blind road for three hours if we don't click or I think you're boring or I think you're annoying. So I'll be like headphones in immediately answer things like quite curtly. You know, I'm a, I think I'm a courteous seatmate, but I'm not a friendly seatmate. No, I am over friendly. Yeah, I think you could have a three-hour conversation with almost anybody and enjoy it. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay, so I've, I've got friends that I met on planes. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. This is, I believe. Traveling. <laughs> traveling. <laughs> um, so I've got, there's a lady in Kentucky. Her name is Kim, Kimberly. Her and her husband were in Adelaide for a photo shoot. And um, then they toured Australia and New Zealand. And I met them and we have remained friends. I've got two girls that I met in 20, a row 20. We call ourselves the 20s. Um, <laughs> I met I met a couple, uh, elderly couple, just retired. Um, he's a chef, she's a doctor, and they were going to Australia on holiday to go see their son. So turns out he's a South African guy, immigrated years ago. He's a Cape Malay guy and he, he makes amazing food. So what him and I do is, you know, those like um, boxes of food that you can order that you cook at home, you know, oh, yeah. you can order specific like Mexican or whatever. So he will send me, like he did an Italian box for me, the last one. So he will send me just a random, he goes, are you ready? It's coming on Wednesday. Then a box will just show up at my house and I open it and it's like, boom, I'm making fresh pasta tonight or ravioli or whatever. And that then I send so him a cool. photo. And I send him stuff. So him and I bonded over food and, you know, so, yeah, I, I chat to people on the plane. I love it. Oh, wow. So you're saying I'm missing a world of possibility, deep I, friendships and potential food boxes. I got to Yeah, because Kimberly has come back to Australia a couple of times and every time she's back, like I flew to Melbourne the last time she was there. Like we try and coordinate our schedules. She's flying all the way from the States, you know. The least I can do is meet up with her. Holy um, cow, this is unbelievable yeah. to me. This is yeah. unbelievable. Meanwhile, I'm like, I don't know you. I don't want to know you. 
I don't know where this is going. Yeah, no, I've met some really, really interesting people on planes. Have you gotten into situations though where like, do you feel trapped in the conversation or? No, because I'm very honest. I make it awkward if, if if there's something wrong there, you know, and I mean, there would have to be something wrong. Like I've sat next to people who uh, have said weird shit about gay people, have said, yeah. you know, I think because I just, I'm like the vanilla ice cream, like I don't, I don't stand out in any way, you know, like, like I'm not obviously in the gay community, I'm not obviously a performer, I'm not, yeah. you know. I could just be someone's mum sitting next to you. I am someone's mum sitting next to you. <laughs> so, so sometimes people will say weird shit. Like I sat on a plane talking to a guy who is completely normal and then a very flamboyant gay dude came from the front and then he said something about faggots and I was like, ah, I'm out, I'm out, yeah. you know. But then I say, I can't talk to you because you're a fuckwit. And then, then I put the headphones on. I like this. Yeah. Okay. I might have learned something here today. Mm. When, when the pandemic is over, when I'm back there on the planes, I'm going to I'm gonna engage Feel with these strangers and see what happens. Hey, what irritates you about yourself? What shits you about oh yourself? Oh, my God. What doesn't? That's just, this is like a deep, now we're getting into some deep stuff. This is the thing, because you hold on to so much. You give other people so much slack that you put a lot of shit on yourself. It's true. Yeah, I'll just tell you what's coming to mind, even though I don't know like a fun way to spin it, but we'll see what we end up with. Is like I am very anxious and that is annoying. It's annoying to live with, you know? Um, but I, but then again, I do try to think of like, why is that the way it is? And it's like, at the same time, maybe it's like a hyper awareness that can work in other aspects of my life, you know, or like the mind is always turning things over, which is annoying when I'm trying to go to sleep. But when I'm on stage and, you know, I'm talking to three different people in the audience and then manage to weave it all together, then it looks like a superpower or something. Yeah, it Um, is a superpower. Yeah. But I'd say that, that just kind of like that constant ticking of anxiety is pretty annoying. Pretty annoying. I can say in general, I would chat to you on a plane, on a long haul flight. I would I would chat to you from coast to coast. And I'm trying to decide if I would feel annoyed by that or not. I have a cutoff. Uh, like I'll be very happy to chat to you. But give it 10, 15 minutes, then you need to do your own thing. Like I'm not your on-flight and on-board entertainment. If I could be guaranteed that the conversation would be 10 or 15 minutes, I would be on board. It's just, it's the fear. There it is. Maybe it's the fear and anxiety that it's going to be three hours. It's going to be something I cannot get out of. My The chances of you sitting next to my mom on a plane is very slim. <laughs> <laughs> I took a sip of water and we'll spit it out. That's so funny. No, I can talk for that long. All right. Um, well, I, I reckon that's it. I, I think overall there's not too many issues here. Um, most of it can be solved, which is good. You don't want something that makes you so angry that there's little bits of spit sitting on your laptop screen. I mean, I do have to say I also have on my list capitalism, comma, generally, just generally. (laughs) (laughs) But that's too big of a topic to to tackle. I mean, I I kind of figure the fact that we're talking and the fact that we've been friends for a while is because we politically kind of line up. Yeah, so I don't think I'm ever going to talk to anyone who goes, you know, capitalism, that's the way to go. Mm, no. <laughs> you know what shits me? The gays. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those bloody homos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're one of the gays. Yeah, one of the two that live down here. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, thank you for chatting to me. I appreciate it. I miss your face. I wish we could travel. It'll come Um, back. I'm telling myself. Our vaccine starts rolling out 
this week. Oh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. I'm going to jump on that thing like a euro on a hand grenade. I'm going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Going to fight an elderly person for it. There's no reason you shouldn't. You have a longer life ahead of you. That's right. And, you know, I've got a lot more things going on. They just go to the supermarket and to the hairdresser. You'll be fine, Meryl. (laughs) Yeah. Walk it off, Phyllis. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mate. Have a good one. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush.